Well, welcome to another week of the Coffee House Questions. You're listening to Ryan Polly. Sorry if I overwhelmed you a little bit the last few weeks. I was doing the questions class at my home church, and I wanted to be able to get up the whole class before the next week so anyone that missed it um, could catch up. And so that's why there was a large number of podcasts posted. Uh, but now we're back to the normal schedule, one a week, uh, responding to kind of one comment or one question um, in a short, you know, 10 minutes or less uh, podcast. So we're back to the normal schedule. Well, one thing I want to start with really quickly is something awesome is that last week was the one-year anniversary for Coffee House Questions. I started uh, the blog back when I was living in the Dominican Republic, responding to the questions that people brought up in the Coffee House ministry that I was working in. And, and now, uh, since then, I've moved to the United States, um, attending Biola University, getting my master's in apologetics. And... Um, just a lot of changes happened in the last year, and it's really cool. And I just want to share a few things kind of that's happened in the last year and what to kind of looking forward to. Um, but in the last year, uh, there are now 50 blog posts that have been written, answering response, uh, giving responses, answering questions um, online to short posts that anyone can understand. And then what's cool is that uh, this podcast was started about two and a half months ago, and now this is now the 21st podcast that's been posted. And so that's really cool being able to get this information out there in different ways and hopefully continue with one podcast a week, one blog a week, and be able to respond to questions. So if you have um, any questions, I'm always looking for content, looking for things to respond to. So you can uh, send those on Twitter at RyanPauly3 or email uh, in on the website and kind of let, uh, let me know what your questions are and kind of give us some more content to work with. But um, I just wanted to respond to the question today of, of does the church need this? Um, does the church want this information? Is it a waste of time to talk about apologetics, or, or do people uh, crave this information? And I just want to let you know that within Coffee House Questions, over the last five months, since the 1st of January, uh, there have been over 3,400 visitors to the website. Uh, looking at the different articles that have been viewed, over uh, 580 downloads of the podcast. And this is coming from, over, uh, from 79 different countries around the world. And I think the question that pops into my mind is, what other way can you influence so many people in so many different countries at almost no expense? And as a Christian, if we are looking to get the truth of Christianity out there with people, yes, we can influence people by talking to people around us. Yeah, we can influence by teaching a class at our church. Yeah, we can do these things, and those things are awesome. But I strongly believe also that Christians should be out there getting this information online. I've heard personal testimonies uh, from people who have had questions, started to doubt their faith, or are searching for the truth. And where do they go? They Google. Google, you know, does God exist? Why does God allow evil? Why do bad things happen to good people? Is there truth? How should I respond to this issue? And if the first thing they're finding is something that's written by a skeptic or a non-Christian, it's possible that these people can be led astray. And so the more Christians that are out there getting this information out there, sharing the truth of Christianity online, the better it is, the more people that will be influenced and the more chance there will be for people to encounter the truth when they are on that quest, when they're searching for it. And uh, I think Jay Warner Wallace says it well when he says, um, rather than another $1 million apologist, we need a million $1 apologist. We don't need another famous uh, one apologist to travel around the country because he can only do so much. 
But as a Christian culture, if we get out there and share the truth with people, we can make a huge influence in our culture. And I think that one of the reasons why our culture seems to be going away from what we desire as the church is the fact that the church has been quiet. The church has been very quiet over the years, and then we're surprised that the culture is going away from Christianity. And I think um, one of the biggest things that we can talk about right now uh, within our culture is this idea of truth. Um, After doing the first questions class at Rock Harbor Fullerton, I got comments of like, wow, people need this. The church needs to hear this because we have to understand how to respond to these issues and these different circumstances and events that are happening within our culture. Is there a good Christian response? And the problem is, is that we're living in a very relativistic culture and that truth is relative. Truth changes from every single person. And it's not, truth is not based on what matches reality anymore. Truth is not based on the way things are anymore, but truth is based on how people think or how people feel. In fact, I just showed a class, uh, a video to my class, to my high school class yesterday where one of the, it was on street interviews and one of the people being interviewed uh, said, you know, what's most important is what someone believes about themselves, not what they really are. And that is the culture that we're living in, is that our belief or our thoughts about who we are is what's most important. Now, if all truth is relative, if all truth changes, then it's not, then Christianity isn't true, right? Then, then there is no truth. However, the, the statement that there is no truth, that's self-defeating. To say there is no truth, well, you ask the question, well, is that true? That has to be true, Right? And so it's self-defeating to say that there's no truth. And it doesn't work to say, well, that's true for you, but not for me. Truth can't change like that. And to ask the question, well, if it's true for you, but not for me, is that true for everyone? Or is that only true for you? What if, what if my truth says that your truth is false? Can they both be right? And they can't. That breaks the law of non-contradiction. And so we understand that there is only this one truth. And so we have to figure out what is true and to make sure our beliefs match reality. And I think that that's one of the biggest things that as Christians we have to understand. And when we're going over these debates when it comes to issues with bathrooms and identity and can I identify as a different gender? Can I identify as a different age? Can I identify as a different race? What if I believe that I'm a different age? What if, a, what if my teenage high school students believe that they're 21? Can they walk into a liquor store and buy alcohol? If I believe that I'm 65, can I get senior discount? If I believe these different things about myself, then all of a sudden can, is that become reality or am I living in a false world? Now, it, contrary beliefs are possible, but contrary truths can't be possible. I can believe whatever I want about myself, but it doesn't make it true. And I, and I think about this, when I played high school basketball, on our roster, um, I think we added two or three, four inches to every person. And so, you know, if the visiting team saw our roster, they go, wow, man, this team is big. Look how tall everyone is. Wow, and it's kind of this intimidation factor or whatever. But then we walk out on the court. Now, were we all really three inches taller? Did the fact that I believed or I wrote that I was three inches taller than I really was, did that change reality? Well, no. Even though I might have said I was, I don't know, six foot or something on the roster, I'm still five foot ten. Even if I believe I'm six foot it doesn't change the fact that it's a false belief. 
And so I just think that this is something that is changing in our culture. And Christians have to think about these issues. We can't expect, at least for students, we can't expect students to respond to this well if the first time they encounter it is on a college campus. We have to be training students. We have to be talking about this. We have to be discussing it and thinking about it so that when it comes up, we know how to respond correctly. And so I just want to encourage you, as Christians, we have to get our voice out there. We can't be silent any longer. And if we choose to remain silent, we can't be surprised when the culture goes away that we don't like. We have to be ready to respond. And I think based on people that I hear talking, based on responses that I get from podcasts and blogs, based on the number of visitors that I see at my own and knowing that all the other apologetics websites are receiving so many more visitors, people are craving this information. People need to hear this information and we can't keep it inside any longer. And so I just want to encourage you that as as we move forward trying to understand and maneuver in this culture, we have to be smart. We have to be thinking clearly. We have to think through these issues and come up with a response that makes sense and be able to share with our neighbors and our friends, our coworkers, the people around us and online that there is this truth and that we have to understand this truth in order to, to live in a way that matches reality which is the best way to live. I hope that you've enjoyed this. Um, This is an important thing, I think, and so we need to get this message out there. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Coffee House Questions. This is Ryan Polly. Have an awesome rest of your day.